Top Hill Recording Podcast, episode 173. What's up, Neil? Look at us, man. What's going on? Moving on up to the big town, huh? Yeah. So we are at To The Moon Creative with Trent and Tom in Nashville. Thanks to Melissa Bolea Rowe. Aha, I knew you were going to uh, mess hey, it Bolea. up. You said you were Spanish before I, this. Hey, I am. Bolea. <laughs> I said it right. With Rhyme Partners. So we want to thank all those guys and gals, and we appreciate Big being thanks. here. And tonight's guest is Lexi Anand. Just break my heart, leave it into it's already shattered. A little more will do. Your words get meaner, so hugs get tighter than nights feel longer. I miss I love younger when you held me tight, didn't leave with the Lexi, nice. Great. All right, Lexi, nice job. Thank you. Tell us a little bit about that song. So it's called Two, and I wrote it like a month or a couple months ago. And it's kind of about like almost begging for this moment of closure in a relationship because the relationship is just kind of dragged on. And you're just like, at that point, like your heart's already breaking. So you're just like, well, just 
put the final nail in the coffin kind of. Um, so that's a brand new song. Break my heart. Yeah. yeah. Are we breaking it on top of your podcast? I also need to uh, respell how I've had two. That OO. It sounds like a WO. <laughs> two two yeah. pieces makes sense. Two. <laughs> well, Lexi, we always start the podcast. We're going to ask you to go back to your earliest memories of music. Okay. And what you remember and, and, you know, if there's like a point in your life where you realized music was going to be a big part of your life where that might have happened. Yeah. Well, I mean, when I was like a couple months old, my mom had me in like kinder music classes um, and so a couple months, yeah, like, super, like I was a little baby and they would like play classical music for, um, like babies essentially. Mm. Um, so yeah, music has always been a part of my life. And when I was six, I wrote my first song and I was already in like That's crazy. singing, like, um, I was already singing like in kindergarten. Um, and so songwriting was just kind of a really natural, like, Thing that happened. Um, I feel like it was just like a natural progression of like my musical journey because I was already singing and I like loved writing. So it just kind of worked out perfectly. And it's really funny because my first grade um, teacher noticed that I loved to write. And so she gave me this separate journal um, to do like additional work in. And I ended up just like writing songs instead in that journal. So that's crazy. <laughs> six years old. I'm just sitting here thinking. So what does a what does a six year old write about? Like what's the well, song topic? Yeah, my first song was called "When I Wake Up," and it was just about waking up in different places. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I was uh, <laughs> when I was six years old. The craziest thing I did was not write a song. It was almost get kicked off the bus oh. the first day of school, but. To be writing and creative. <laughs> I was causing chaos. I couldn't imagine, like, thinking creatively at six years old. That's wild that your brain has worked that way yeah. for that long. You know what? Yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't even have memories of six years old. <laughs> 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 I've had a good childhood, but I don't really yeah. remember anything. Yeah. You know? it's uh, Yeah. Like, I just, I think it was just, like, a really natural thing that happened. And it just kind of, I just really enjoyed it. And then I kept doing it. Um, and. Yeah. So oh, kinder music. Is that like an organized yeah. program? I've never heard of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not 100% sure, but I know it's this organization. Um, and I don't know, I may be like misinforming you, but I think it's, they just like have babies come and they introduce them to music. Um, yeah. I could see how that, so. that could be influential, <laughs> man. I swear music is soul soothing, especially for like young ages. I think of people that, are pregnant to play music yeah. a lot. There's something to it. I oh, completely yeah. believe it. Yeah. It, 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 it. It like forms your brain differently. Well, how many, I mean, you just think about yourself. How many times do you turn on music when you're feeling a certain way and you don't want to feel that way or you're feeling a certain way and you want to feel more of it or whatever? Or like you listen to music that makes you feel a way that you didn't know you felt. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's like, uh, I don't know. You listen to a Jason Isabel record, like his new record that came out. There's songs on there you go, I didn't know I was sad today, but hey, I guess I am. <laughs> Thanks, I guess, Jason. <laughs> thank yeah. you. But yeah, you know. Um, yeah, I I feel like I have this memory of when I was like, I don't know, maybe like eight or nine. And I was um, at my local like Philharmonic, the Naples Philharmonic, and I was watching them perform. Um, and there was this musician, I think his name was Jonathan Butler, and he performed Silent Night. 
And I remember I just was like so emotional watching that performance. And I was like, how is everyone here not like sobbing? Like, <laughs> yeah. And I feel like that was like a really, um, like a breakthrough moment. It really, it made me realize that like not everyone maybe feels music like so oh, intensely. 100%. So Lexi, um, you just brought back a childhood memory for me. Let me hear it. So <laughs> this is, I've told this story about my family before. But they used to sing, there were a couple songs when I was like two or three that mm-hmm. would make me bawl. Just cry, cry, cry. <laughs> and they thought it was hilarious when their friends would come over, hey, watch what we could do to Brad. And they, would sing, they would sing this song and make me cry. <laughs> one of them was Old Rugged Cross, I think. I can't remember what the other was. But Are you serious? Yeah, well, yeah. That's well, going to be your yeah. new ringtone, dude. Old Rugged Cross is going to play every time you call me. <laughs> so what age did you um, start playing music, playing an instrument? And what was it? Um, I started with piano. Um I don't. I think I was probably like about the same age, like first grade, because um, my mom played piano growing up, and she wanted my sister and me to play. So um, I started playing piano, and then I picked up guitar. Maybe a couple years later, I found my mom's old guitar in a closet, and I went on YouTube and learned how to play. I, I gotta <laughs> know. Taught yourself. I, I asked this on the way up. I wonder what kind of guitar it was. What was it? Do you remember? Um, I think it was like, I don't remember the brand, but it was like a classical uh, guitar. So it was Nylon smaller. Strings. So yeah. Yeah. So did, uh, it sounded like, um, not that you were forced to play piano, but piano lessons were, hey, I want you to learn music. You're going to get in piano lessons type of deal. Mm, no, it was definitely like, my mom was like, oh, it's a good idea to learn. But I was like, I love piano. Like, I write a lot. Like, it wasn't, I don't really think it was forced. It was, like, kind of mutual. Okay. Like, I want to play. And Well, I just, it was kind of because asking more of, like, when you searched out the guitar, when yeah. you found that, were you a little more drawn to it? Or did it kind of just give you another way to explore music and an, an extension yeah. more so? I feel like I was just seeing performers play guitar and then I saw one and I was like, I should probably learn this. (laughs) Um, And I fell in love with it. But I feel like even now, like when I'm visualizing music, I feel like I always see it on a piano. Um, And I don't know, maybe I feel like pianos makes it easier, I think, to visualize music. I don't know if you... Yeah, Uh, yeah, I agree agree with with that. that. I do. I do. I've had that conversation with... uh, I don't, know, but I don't know. Were you part of that conversation when we talked about yeah. just seeing? Just because it's laid out linearly laid out. or yeah. what? Like, yeah. There it is. It yeah. makes it makes total sense. Definitely. And like melody writing. I don't know if you use it for like melody writing, but it seems like, you know, the chords are there and you can just dance a little bit more than you yeah. can do so on a guitar or other instruments. I don't know. Do you ever get stuck on, do you ever get stuck on melodies and then maybe switch what you were writing on just to see if it would yeah. help? Yeah, I did that with my song coming out on Friday exit. I like, I wrote coming it out on, on Friday. Yeah, this Friday. Hey, <laughs> all right, um, exit. Check it out. It's out now. <laughs> if you're listening to this. <laughs> um, but yeah, I wrote that on guitar. But when I was first writing it, I had it on piano, and then I switched it to hear what it would sound like on guitar. And I kept writing it on that. Did, so. did it change the way that the song came out? You think at all when you switched over to guitar? Uh, yeah, I think so. But when we went in to produce it, it ended up on the piano again. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So how much, like, how much time are you spending 
now yeah. focused and dedicated to writing. I know you're you're in Nashville, uh, in school, right? Yeah. And not in a, you know, in one of the tougher schools in the nation in Vandy. <laughs> um, how much time can you dedicate to sitting down and hammering out tunes and, and really yeah. getting into it right now? Well, right now I'm trying to write a song like at least a day. Wow. At, at, least, at least one song every day. Wow. Um, How's so, that going? It's going well. Yeah. Um, I feel like once I finish a song, then like all these ideas, like melodic ideas come to me. I don't know. I feel like it's like you have to get one song done and then then like you actually start writing. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like that's always been my So process. do you think one kind of leads to the next for you? Yeah, I feel like it's like a warm-up. Like I, I write ah. my, the first song is like the warm-up song and then so it gets real. The more, I mean, the more you write, yeah. the more you tend to write and yeah. the better you tend to tend to get. So Yeah, I it's, feel like Writing that's is why I'm no good. I don't write. <laughs> no, no. Um, but, but a song a day—that's impressive. Yeah, I feel like it's like a muscle. Like you just have to keep working it out. But definitely during school, it's a lot harder oh, um, to commit to a song a day. But now that I just have time to work on music this summer, it's a lot easier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do. do you balance that when you're in school, school? full time? Um. Well, I mean, the thing about college is. You don't have class every day. So I am like very, um, I guess like strategic when I'm like choosing my classes. So I make them all on certain days of the week. So I have other days to just like focus on music. Okay. Um, and also at night, I feel like I always relax by like going to a practice room and like playing the piano and messing around. Yeah. So. so it feels, it sounds like uh, you have created a, a good balance for yourself, you know? Yeah. We, we talk about balance. As a matter of fact, we were talking about balance <laughs> on the way down here and just having, having, having life to where everything helps each other instead of where you're all in, all out. Uh, anything, you know, one thing takes away from another and eats itself. So it sounds like you, you have your mindset right uh, to where everything kind of feeds towards your goal. Yeah. And um, I try to think about that. Like I try to align like everything that I'm doing during the day. Like, is that going to help me get to where like I'm hoping I end up? So I try to think about that when I'm planning my day. But it's also been super nice because I've been, I, uh, I took a songwriting class last semester and that was my first time like having a music class like built into like my academics. So that was like life-changing. And um, I loved my songwriting teacher, Deanna Walker. Um, She was super helpful. So I could imagine. You feel like you grew through through that course? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like lyrically I grew a lot um, because she she just gave amazing feedback and she like knew exactly, I feel like what my songs needed, needed to tell, she knew what to tell me exactly what my songs needed. So does a songwriting class look a lot like a, a, songwriting group you might join outside of school? I mean, did you guys bring songs to class and critique? and Yeah. 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 So she would give us like a prompt every week and then we would come in um, with our songs, perform them, and then the class would critique you. She would critique you. Then you'd come back the next week with your critiqued song. That's, that's, that would have, that would have to be helpful. Did you write two in the, like, since you started that class? Did I write? Two, the last the first song you did. Oh, yeah, I wrote that during that class actually. Okay, because like lyrically you can tell that it's it's more mature. It's the words are chosen uh 
better. It's a great way to say that sentence. Your words are chosen better. <laughs> Sorry. But you know what I mean? It just yeah, it, it totally. sounds it, 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 yes, yeah. there's intent with that song and you're creating that that uh picture that of of really shattering the heart and kind of yeah. but you're not doing it in a way that's not digestible. You know, a lot of people um can be too smart for the room sometimes <laughs> and with try to be wordsmiths yeah. in a way that that takes away from the experience sometimes. Yeah. It's like, well, let me look that up after I get done with this yeah. song. <laughs> uh, but you use stuff that's so relatable and, and digestible that um, is that something that that maybe that class or you intend with your writing, is there an intent to make it um, well-written yet not offensively like overdone? You know what I mean? Just too, too brainy, too like... <laughs> Let me go look that up. Yeah. There's times you can do that. I just Yeah. I feel like um she was good at like making sure your lyrics are universal. That's um, the word. Universal. Like, yeah, because I feel like some of the ideas I brought, like they were maybe like like more complex, like emotionally. And she was like vi- like a big advocate on making sure that like the language that I use to express those maybe more so like complex feelings are simple and because it's really relatable. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just, you have to like communicate it simply in a song, um, especially in the pop world. So, yeah. yeah. I'm ready to hear another song. What do you think? I'm not going to say no to that, <laughs> man. Of course. All right, what's, uh, tell what's us, the next tell us what you're going to play for us next. The next song I'll play is called Summer Love. Um, okay. It's a song I wrote with uh, Christina Trumbolo, Track Formaz, Hans Geraldo. Um, like, I think I was 15, so years ago now. That's crazy. But it was my debut single. Um, so I thought it'd be perfect as summer's right around the corner. It's here. All right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Summer love. Awesome. When you look into my eyes, I just turn away. And try to hide it no matter what I do I think of you How is I to know that I feel this way It drives me crazy I just can't hide loving you When I'm with you everything's better When we're together you take the rain away I want you I guess what I'm trying to say I want to be a summer love Ooh, ooh. 
All right, another great song, Lexi. <laughs> Thank you. Did you say you wrote that when you were 15? Yeah, I wrote that when I was 15 with three other writers um, in at a studio called Grey Noise in New York. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, uh, a lot of times when we have, especially single artists yeah. with a guitar in, um, and when, when you listen to their, their stuff and it has other things going on, bands, music, yeah. um, any type of like synth beat or anything like that behind, you always wonder what is it going to sound like when it's stripped down with the guitar. And I love it. I like your tone is yeah. so, so good. It's beautiful. Thank you. And, and you know, when you break it down in just a guitar and a vocal and it sounds better or it, not better, but it just it interprets so well mm-hmm. as it does. It's just it, I love that. <laughs> I, I love that. Yeah, we listened to Lexi and I on the way down here on Spotify. Okay. Yeah, and I I love hearing you with just an acoustic guitar. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. you do that very often. Just me and my just guitar, solo acoustic. Yeah, yeah. I've, okay. I've, I love I love that. Like, do I record that or just, you, perform, just perform? Just record any? Yeah, like yeah. what you're helping yeah. you. When I perform, I usually, it's usually just me and my guitar or me and a keyboard. Yeah. Um, I love performing, like, just acoustically. And this song that's coming out on Friday is definitely more acoustic, um, which I like, so. But, you you know, like, when, when you have a tonal quality like yourself, when you do have just an instrument in yourself, it really, I think it allows people to lean in. Yeah. And really hear what you're doing. And like the little intricacies that you do with your runs and some of those things with <laughs> flipping your voice that, that maybe you don't catch as much when it's a live recording, but to yeah. hear it, it's just, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's beautiful. Thank you. Beautiful. Yeah. I feel, when, sorry. I feel like, um, like music is kind of, it feels like everything's kind of turning more towards the acoustic, mm-hmm. at least like in popular music, like, I feel like there's so many artists that are bringing back just like simple acoustic yeah. mm-hmm. music, which I like. Yeah. 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 For a little bit, especially like with, you know, we're from Louisville, so we can say it bro, like bro country. <laughs> uh, it got very, very beat driven and almost like 90s hip hop. Yeah. Um, and, and country crossed over. Mm-hmm. And it became, and it's still, I mean, there's still a lot of that going on. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure if you walk Broadway, that's what you'd hear most of it is is a lot of that coming out of the bars, which people still love. But yeah. I do agree with you. There is a switch being flipped that that people want to hear authenticity. Mm-hmm. And they, when you can break it down like that, and they, how could you not want to hear that over something that <laughs> yeah. feels more um, produced and built up? Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard to disguise tone and talent and and ability when it's just that. Yeah. So. It's not much to hide behind. No, there's nothing to hide behind. It's, it's you know, show up or, sh- you know, especially down here, kick rocks if you <laughs> When did you, uh, when did you first start performing? Like public performances? When did they start for you? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know when I first performed like an original song, it was in my fourth grade, like talent recital. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was a song called Out of the Game. Um, it's not even the first song. The first song, what was the first song called? When I Wake Up. Yeah, that was it. That was six years old. Yeah, it was a couple she years. She on that for a while. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the first time I ever performed, uh, maybe like a few years before that, in, I think I was 
like I performed, um, I don't remember the song, but uh, in a church, I think. Um, yeah. Okay. So you started performing publicly early. Yeah. 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 Like I think just in like recitals and um, talent recitals for school and yeah. So you just, I, I think I read somewhere, you just had a, a pretty cool study abroad experience, <laughs> right? Yeah, I yeah. did. It was amazing. Um, we went to Geneva, Switzerland. Um, we went to Italy. We went to um, Denmark, the Netherlands, like all these amazing places. I definitely chose it because it went to the most places in yeah. the shortest amount of time. <laughs> so how long were you gone on that? Uh, a month, the full awesome. month of May. So you were guitar. moving, huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, you were moving. It's like, hey, hey look, there's Geneva. Yeah. Let's go to Italy now. <laughs> yeah, no, school was out and I got on a plane. <laughs> that is, so what did, uh, what do you, uh, what you gather from your travels? Did you learn anything or were you, are you still processing? Um, I'm still processing. I had a really insane, um, thing that happened while I was in Amsterdam. Gotta hear about it. I was at a flea market and this really sweet lady, her name's Ivana, she came up to me and she asked if I was a singer. And then she told me that she listens to my music. Are and you I serious? Was, yeah, I know. <laughs> I was like, I'm never ever gonna forget you. That is unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Where did your classmates think about that? Were they around? I told my professor and he was like shocked. That so. is wild. <laughs> yeah. The only thing that would have been cooler or like crazier is if she had a t-shirt with your face on it. Like, oh, I signed this. That's insane. And she recognized you. Yeah. Are you a singer? I just thought like maybe she looked at you and thought, well, yeah. she looks like a singer. That's that is literally cool. on yeah. the that is cool. other side of the world. We know what we're getting ready to start. Weston's <laughs> questions. Hey, I'm getting good at this, man. I think it's the double hands. I think it's, you don't present much. So I guess when you do it, mate, hey, appreciate you. Uh, Lexi's wondering what the heck's going on here. So I was gone for a while. While I was gone, they, they called these the Weston's questions. Okay. <laughs> So, Got it. <laughs> first, tell us something non-musical people would like to know about you. Hmm. Um, I have a little Havanese named Winnie. Um, I love dogs. Um, yeah. Kentucky Humane Society <laughs> is waiving all adoption fees right now. If you want to come to Louisville and get you one for free, by the way, that's true. I would love, I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> they have plenty of beagles. Man, we had a we had some dog tragedy on the hill, man. Really? Yeah. Well, I'd call it cat tragedy. We I wouldn't call it? it dog tragedy. It was cat tragedy. Killer dogs on the loose on the, on top hill. You guys, be yeah, warned. Let's not talk about that. All right. <laughs> Sorry. Like I said, Kentucky Humane Society is adopting dogs for free right now. Come get your dog. Okay. All right. How about a nightmare gig or something embarrassing that's happened to you while you're on stage? Well, during one of those recitals, I was singing a song from Les Mis and I completely forgot like the second verse. So I was just standing up there looking at the audience and, and like nothing was coming. So I just, I think I finally got around when the chorus came, but. Okay. Here's yeah. the good news. I was, going to ask, I was getting ready to ask if you recovered. Yeah. <laughs> so a little. The good news is if you do that enough, it no longer becomes embarrassing. It just becomes part of the game. <laughs> 
<laughs> second yeah, you, verses. We don't do second verses around here. We do first verses twice. You're exposed in that setting. It's not. It's not like the third set at a bar, you know, at two a.m. and you forget the words to that song you just threw in. No, yeah. that's a that's a real deal. Name is. Yeah, <laughs> and I didn't even like think to sing the first verse lyrics again. I just I just stood there. Yeah, just watched the crowd. <laughs> yeah, the stuff happens. Yeah, yeah, it happens a lot. So this might, question might be a little different since we're, you know, in Nashville, but yeah. who's the last local artist you listen to? Like independent, not signed, just somebody mm. that we should know about. Well, I'll shout out my friend June Rosewell um, or June Calentis. I think her stage name is June Rosewell. Um, but she, I saw her perform like months ago now, but she's an incredible singer-songwriter. Awesome. Um yeah, she's amazing. Uh, she's kind of like like Mazzy Star kind oh, of really? energy. Yeah. yeah, she's incredible. Um, she just graduated from Vanderbilt, but congratulations to her. on yeah. that. <laughs> Have you met a lot of other singers, songwriter, music people at Vandy? I guess. Yeah. yeah. Well, especially being a part of that songwriting class yeah. um, with Deanna, I met so many singer songwriters. Um, yeah, I think there's. Definitely, like, not as many as, like, Belmont um, or MTSU, but we are growing, I think, so. Yeah. <laughs> I, I almost wonder if that's been beneficial to not have the numbers of the Belmonts that, that are so, so huge and maybe, I don't know, but maybe a little bit more cutthroat, maybe a little bit more not uh, cheering for other uh, musicians. I, maybe Maybe the smaller class set of that is helpful for the yeah. growth of those of everybody in it. Yeah, I mean, I I love Belmont. I think it's like such a magical place with all the musicians, but um I think it's nice at Vandy because you get like definitely a lot more one-on-one attention like with mm-hmm. people like Deanna Walker who, you know, is just a wealth of knowledge. Um so that's nice and I feel like it's easier to kind of maybe this is I don't know if this is completely true, but I feel like um, it's easier to get people to like go to your shows because there's less like singer songwriters on campus. So, yeah, um, yeah. Huh. makes sense. You you grew up in Florida, correct? Yeah, yeah, Naples, Florida. <laughs> Do you think you'll uh, find yourself sticking around Nashville now? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I love Naples. It's a beautiful place, but. Um, it's really quiet there. It's nicknamed Nap Town for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I'd love to go back to Naples like years and years from now, but definitely years and years from now. That's what everybody else there says. They're like 74 is the median popular age, isn't it? So our fourth uh, question we usually ask, but we're not going to ask because we know you, you haven't had favorite, any alcohol since your favorite, uh, you're not 21. But favorite, we usually ask what's your favorite beverage. bourbon. Favorite bar- beverage. Yeah, favorite beverage. What's your favorite sweet drink? tea all day. Hey, sweet I tea. had a 99 cent Arizona sweet tea on the way down here. Was yeah. it good? Arizona tea <laughs> is the only drink that's been 99 cents for like 100 years. Yeah. Because you know it's not that good, man. Get Milo's. Yeah, but it's 99 Milo's. cents. That's for a reason. <laughs> for a reason. Get Milo's. Lexi knows ladies what and gentlemen. I'm talking about. You know, get if you're going to get a sweet tea, you can get a big Arizona tea. Don't endorse this. That's Milo's all day. You can get a gallon for like a dollar. Fifty, three bucks. Let's hear another four. song. What, what do you got, for us, Lexi? Tell us about it. Um, 
So this next song is called In Trouble. And I wrote it maybe like two years ago. Um, and it's just about like falling for someone you shouldn't fall for. All right. Finding myself in the depths of night Talking to a really bad guy The warnings I get to stay away from him Come faster than sound Drinking who knows what to who our listeners that want to follow you a little more closely where can they find you well they can follow me on instagram at lexi anand music it's a-n-a-n-d um or uh at my website which is just lexianon.com um or spotify lexi anand and all the streaming platforms yeah and go out and listen to Exit right now. Yeah. Yeah. You got any uh, you got any shows or anything coming up that you Yeah, I'm performing um at the Bluebird. Well, oh, awesome. Melissa is in the writers round and I'm going to be there just to perform hey, Exit. Yeah. So yeah, that'll Big be time. Yeah. When's yeah. that coming up? Um, I think June twenty third. 
Okay. So June 23rd? We June 28th. 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 June 28th. June 28th. Right, so June Melissa's 28th. in the round. You're playing exit. 6 p.m. June 28th. This yeah. will be out then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So perfect. If you're in Nashville, get there. Yeah. And if so, you want to see something cool, yeah. drive there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lexi, we want to ask you to play us out with a song. What do you have for us? So this song's called Exit. Um, All right. You can right. stream it now. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, it's a song I wrote about leaving a toxic relationship and kind of like the entire mental process of making that decision to leave. Um, yeah, it's a song that I wrote um, last summer and it means a lot to me. So Awesome. Well, thank well, you we for sitting down yeah. with us. It's Thanks been a pleasure. With us. Thank We've you for it. having me. Awesome. <laughs> Telephone for making me feel alone. Now I finally see it was never the screen. In the name of love, I found you. Delusion can't keep me from what's always been true. Poison and blood is out to get us.
like this, no, 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 no. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Enjoy it.